belly up. I like a wrestling podcast. You see what I did there? Are you gonna start? No, oh, yeah. Are you real right now? The greatest general manager. <laughs> Jesus. I'll allow it. That's that's peon move. <laughs> yep, I like wrestling. Greetings from Parts Unknown, my name is Sonny Sofrito, and today I am joined by... The greatest general manager in Yep, I Like Wrestling history. And I am also joined today by... Brian XL, co-owner of House of Glory. What's up, buddy? Thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, my pleasure. How did you drag a guest host to do this podcast, Sonny? Well, I'm just saying, I, I have friends. Oh, my God. Sir, blink twice if he has you here against your will. Just, just, just help me out here. <laughs> if just, you know, you don't have to. Oh, there it is. There's a signal, Sonny. Oh, God. Listen, man, I don't have that much on him. I mean, I don't have anything on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that much. Just, okay. Just Not a little that much. So, gentlemen, so good to have you both. House of Glory. Tell us a little bit about House of Glory, sir. Uh, we are a wrestling company based in New York, um, Queens. Oh, shout out to Queens. Yeah, shout out to all my peoples in Brooklyn and Queens. This December will be eight years that we have the wrestling school. Wow. Yeah, so um, we had the wrestling school. We opened up uh, 2010, December 2010. So this December will make eight years. Uh, we've been running shows, I believe, since 2011. Hmm. Around 2011. Um, you know, it's funny. I've been to a couple of House of Glory shows, and I got to say, I've always had a great time. The first time I went there, I was bugging out because I was like, wait a minute, I remember this spot. And I had heard of of the venue that it was before, that it used to be called Amazora. I don't know if it still is on all other nights, but... No, it's called uh, NYC Arena. Uh, NYC Arena. Well, they probably do call it in, like, club nights. Yeah, they yeah. They call it Amazora, I don't know. And uh, I remember going there and just saying, wow, this place is really, really big, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's really a, a great spot, man, for wrestling. I mean, the way it looks and stuff like that, I knew that... Um, Cause we used to run shows out of a boxing gym. So, okay. Yeah. So it was very small, and I always knew that. Well, you know, people believe what they see, right? So I told myself, um, and I told Red, I'm like, you know what's crazy? Because at that time, I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Family Wrestling Entertainment. No, no, actually, I, I don't think so. Well, they used to run in Manhattan. Okay. And, um, you know, at that time, I used to tell Red, well, I feel like we the third biggest company in the northeast i always felt like uh pro wrestling syndicate was first they're not together no more you know they split up and there's wrestle pro and stuff like that but um so it was for me it was pro wrestling syndicate then it was um family wrestling entertainment and then house of glory so um family uh wrestling entertainment folded um and then uh what happened was i was like well you know i think that if we move to this location, it's going to be more money. But I know that once people see this, they're going to say these guys are the number one company in New York. And that's what exactly what happened. Just because more of the visual. So if you go. It's and all about we, location, location, exactly. location, location. Because everybody, if you look at it, everybody's running out of a, a bingo hall or something like that. Oh, shout out to ECW. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Absolutely. So once they seen that on the social media stuff and you know on the internet and from there it was just a wrap so i mean basically what you just pointed out is that presentation matters a lot 
Yes. Exactly. You know, I mean, if you present first class entertainment, people are going to expect the best time of their life. Exactly. And, and you know, our first, uh, what we did was um, when we was in that small spot, um, the last show we ran there, we had Ricochet win the world title. So this was years ago. Oh my God. Sunny. Oh my God. Sunny. Oh my God. Dude. Hey. Oh, Sunny. Shit. So is this this isn't a drill? I, I really this didn't know you were gonna say ricochet. This is not a drill. This is happening. This happened, Sonny. All right, this so, happened. And then we we promoted Ricochet versus Low Key. This is happening, Sonny. This is happening. Oh my God! This is All right, so Sonny. so this Brian, 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 shall run out the door? No, 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 Brian. I'm gonna keep it together. Just he's he's uh more than a mark for Ricochet. Okay, I'm a bit of a fan for Ricochet. Yes, more like a fan girl. Okay, but I get it. Sonny, I'm not doing this it. with you right now. I'm not doing this with you, Sonny. <laughs> Shout out to Ricochet, who I follow on Instagram, who still has not returned any of my DMs, but I am very patient, if nothing else, Sonny. I That's because very restraining orders are a thing. Stop it, Sonny. Restraining orders. It's only six. That. It's only six. That's barely any. That's only six. Six what? 600 yards? Six restraining orders. It's barely any. Once you get to 10 is when you have a problem. That's why I heard. Shout out to OJ Simpson. But Anywho, oh, it's all shit. about. Oh, the juice is loose. Um, yes, <laughs> better the juice than pudding pops. Oh, <laughs> Bill Cosby, America's favorite father. Oh man, oh, but that's a whole other story. Sonny, please, we don't talk like that on this podcast. Please keep it clean. Now, wow. speaking of ricocheting me, sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, yo, sorry. was that me? Nah. Sorry, yeah, that, was, that, that was that was definitely you. Sorry that was definitely it. you. Anywho, what I was going to say is, you are right. It is all about location. And I don't mean to name drop, because that's Roger's gimmick. Exactly. However, you have a very lovely valet. Please tell Miss DeLuna Teddy said hello. She and I were friends back in the day. There's a great picture of us at Legends Bar. Oh, yeah. It was at one of the viewing parties. I'm wearing a Superman shirt. She's just standing there being beautiful as she always is. But I want you to look at the thirsty niggas around us. (laughs) Because it was was like a pack of hyenas. Like half of them wanted her and half of them wanted me. It was like, fuck, nigga, back up. (laughs) So please tell Miss DeLuna Teddy says hello. Okay? For sure, I definitely will. (laughs) So gentlemen, shall we start talking about wrestling? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would like to talk more about House of Glory. But let's get the usual business that we do out the way first and um let's start off with the monday night wrestling program because i'd rather call it that than what teddy likes to call it call it my favorite night ever so the show started with braun Strowman, dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre confronting the shield yeah yes and that happened that that and it happened for quite some time yeah and I mean, actually, it originally started off with uh, St- Stephanie getting out of her limo with Triple H talking about you uh, better do your job or Kurt Angle's coming back sooner. Somewhere, Kevin Ward is as happy as ever. Anytime Baron Corbin gets a dressing down, yeah, happy yeah, as ever. Because he hates Baron Corbin. He absolutely hates Baron Corbin. Yeah, but I mean, the, the one thing I will say is I feel like Kurt Angle's coming back very soon and I already know who his first feud is going to be with. It's going to definitely be with Baron Corbin. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here. Book it. Book it. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. Um, moving along, because there was a segue, Sonny. Have you ever Googled yourself? I promise you there's a story at the end of this. Have you ever Googled yourself? Yeah, actually I have. I Googled myself today and about, I don't know, nine or ten lines down, do you know what it says? Teddy Alexandro Evans, fuck Baron Corbin. So you know what, Kevin Wood, thank you for that. Now that is attached to me forever. Yes. 
Are you serious? There's a caption somewhere that says, fuck Baron Corbin, and it is now attached to my name if you Google search me. So, yes, thank you for that, Kevin, if you're listening. Um... And that's a thing. Uh, yeah, I actually don't know who that is. You don't know who Baron Corbin is? No. He is the new general manager of Monday Night Raw. Oh, the bald guy. Yeah, the yeah. bald guy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, the bald guy that had, that was uh, fighting that shit worse than uh, uh, Shawn Michaels. Goodness. Until he finally shaved that shit off. Uh, I don't watch WWE anymore, man. Oh, God, he's so lucky. Well, one of our co-hosts, <laughs> one of our co-hosts absolutely <laughs> detests Baron Corbin, and his catchphrase is, fuck Baron Corbin. <laughs> he literally says it more than, officer, those aren't even my drugs. Like, that's the oh. best thing he said. Like, yeah, wow. he hates Baron Corbin. Yeah, that's for a real. Hate right there. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, I mean, moving along. We had Finn Balor taking on Jinder Mahal, the Riot Squad. Okay, so Finn, Finn Balor, Jinder Mahal, I don't really care about that. Let's move on from that. Let's talk about Brie Bella giving Liv Morgan a concussion. Or as I like to call her, Botch Bella. Yes, she killed Liv Morgan. So here's the thing. Brie Bella, about two weeks ago, was doing a suicide dive. Yes. Face first into the floor. And she committed suicide. Yes. Yes. Or tried to anyway. Yes. Because had she committed suicide successfully, she wouldn't have tried to commit homicide. To live Morgan. To live yes. Morgan with the kicks to the face that she did. Straight to the face. That has led to a legit concussion. Do you know how hard you have to kick a person in the head to give them a concussion? Not okay. that hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this? Oh, you. This is experience, sir. He came. Away, he came very quick with that. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wrestler, so I know. Oh goodness. Okay. I was. I was actually going to say it, it is kind of hard because I felt like I've done it before. But yeah, <laughs> I caught. I caught three concussions in my life. So you got or you gave? I got caught three concussions. So like, tell us about that situation because it's probably one of the scariest things that ever happened to me. So. Walk um, us through it. Like, what what happened um, in the, the match? First one was no. Uh, I don't know if you guys. Remember Taka Mishinoku? Absolutely. Okay. But I was, die and die. Oh, yes. So, wow. I brought him back. Memories. And um, Dick Togo. I've always liked Dick uh, Togo, Sonny. Yeah, he, he was a really good wrestler. Yes. Um, he was a wrestler? Wow. Oh. All right. So, um, so uh, we went to Puerto Rico. Me, um, I was trained with uh, Amazing Red, SAT, Quiet Storm, Chris Devine. And uh, we traveled to Puerto Rico to wrestle for Victor Quinones. So, when we was there... Uh, Takamishinoku had his dojo in Puerto Rico. And okay. we didn't even know that. Like we were like, oh Takamishinoku. So we drove over there, we went to this dojo and he had like um ten Japanese kids with them. And he was training there. Uh-huh. So basically they they put their Japanese guys versus us. So we just wrestled in front of Taka and um one of my guys that I trained with, Chris Devine, uh we started training with each other and then uh something happened that um the only thing I remember is ducking and he gave me a clothesline and I seen the light and then once once he clotheslined me, the only thing I remember of after that was me being outside of the, the oh, dojo. Shit. So I like blanked out. I got hit in the face, blanked out, and then I was outside. Like I came to and I was outside and I'm like, Where am I? I don't even know it felt like a dream. So and then I was so one of the guys, the older per uh Doug, rest in peace, Doug, he had passed away. Doug came out and was like, Um, you alright? And I'm like where am I? And he was like, you in Puerto Rico. He said, like, oh, I think you got a concussion. I said, who's inside? And he started naming the people. And I was like, tell um, Jose Maximo to come out. That was At that time, he was like my best friend. Yeah. So, you know, at that time, you don't know what's going on. So you want to call the person that you're close to. Yeah, and someone you trust. Exactly. So when he came, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm at. And he started explaining to me. And then it's so crazy because 
remember at that time we just started wrestling, doing wrestling shows and he's telling me we in Takamishinoko's dojo and I'm like Takamishinoko's dojo <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so, like so like so like did it like I didn't know what was happening so it did it, so like when you got the concussion it kind of messed up your memory from even before that yeah uh, so I didn't remember before that during like I seen the tape and yeah. I kept wrestling I don't remember none of that oh shit yeah so I, I got hit in the head um, I've seen the light and then when I came to I was outside of the dojo he was explaining to me what was going on I'm like Takamishinoko I said this is crazy I said how did I get over here and he was like um, your mother and your brother paid for your ticket I was young I was probably like 17 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm like what and I was like nervous and scared and stuff like that so you know I went back to the hotel I just got on my knees and just was praying to God and stuff like that because I didn't know what was going on so like Jeez. what what do you do as like a way to kind of like recover from something like that? Um so at that time I didn't know what was going on. Um so after like I say 4 hours or something, my memory started coming back. You know wow. what I mean? So and then so when it happened the second time, um I knew already what was to come. What to expect. Yeah, so okay. it happened when I was I used to wrestle for a Ring of Honor. So okay. um so it's crazy because it was like literally like six months after I caught the first concussion. So I was in a match. Well, I don't know if you guys remember Easy Money. Oh yeah, from ECW. Yeah. Um. um well, so Easy Money did a move that uh he does from like he does a front flip in the ring. Like he holds the ropes from out the apron. He does a front flip. He does a clothesline. So I was doing a tag match and um somebody uh basically gave me like a. F- from forward flip He did the flip And caught me right in my face And when he caught me Blanked out again I didn't know What was going on When I came to I was in the shower Downstairs In the building Like, wow, like a movie It was like a movie I was in the nuts. shower Like shh, Like a water Coming I was in a, like, I didn't know What was going on and I, and I'm asking everybody I'm like what's going on They were like Yo I think you caught Another concussion oh, I'm like what how, how, how long was that After your first one Like seven months Oh wow! Yeah, so that one that was one of the reasons that I, I was scared to even take a clothesline after that, because both was clotheslines. Yeah, so that like traumatized me. So it was just like, um, so when I came to, then um, I already knew what to expect. So I was just sat, sat around for a couple hours until I, the memory came back. And then when I seen the footage, I went. It was a full match after that, and I don't remember none of that. After that clothesline, I remember me being in the shower, and it was it was crazy. Oh, then the third is- one I caught when I was. Locked up in Rikers Island. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. dear. Shout out to Rikers Island. <laughs> yeah. Well, Liv Morgan caught hers from a stiff kick straight to her face. Like, wow. Botch yeah. Bella kicked her square in her face, trying to do the Daniel Bryan chest kick. Yeah. She kicked her oh, square wow. in the face. She yeah. didn't give her a second to recover, and she caught her square in the head. But was it... Because when I saw it, I couldn't tell whether or not it was two to the head or one to the head. It was one to the head, but she miscounted. Because, you know, there's usually a lull. It's a yes, yes pause, yes, yes pause. Yeah. And the person does that recoil. Well, Botch Bella, she didn't give the recoil time. She did boom, boom, like that. So Liv was still forward. Trying, trying to recoil, didn't get the pause. Square in the head. And then you see her sort of slump over. And then... Bree says something to her when she has to literally roll her over because she was knocked out. Yeah, wow. she, I mean, she had to literally like pick up her head That's gently. Scary. Yeah, it was That's scary. It, lo- it looks really scary too, the way well, it was done. That wasn't all lovely Miss Bella fucked up that night. Oh, she was on a roll. Oh, because I know, because see, after that, after that happened and, and she kind of regained her senses, kind of like the way that. You know, you kept on continuing with that match, Brian. She don't remember that part, probably. Yeah, no, she, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Based on what you're yeah. telling me, how that the, the what happens when you get a concussion? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure she probably doesn't, because 
then they they con- she continued the match. They did a triple suplex uh, spot. Yes. And then um, on her. Well, she was in the middle of that okay. of that suplex. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She she was. Yeah. She she took the suplex. And then um, it, it didn't matter because uh, somebody dived on me. I was in, I don't even remember that, and I caught the person when I was on concussion. So she's just so it's a black cat. She's yeah, just going I, through the motions. It's just like right? yeah, it's like it's like how you wrestling and remember stuff, and then it's like you're not really there. It's kind of scary. Yeah, that's just crazy. So this was two weeks ago. She did the suicide dive. She botched that twice. This week she's kicked Liv Morgan square in the face, and then later in that match she elbows Ruby Riot in the face. So Brie Bell is just obviously, her, her timing is off. However, and this is the best part, shout out to Dontario Moore from the Yep I Like Wrestling page. He posted a video. So she goes to do an Irish whip. She hits the rope and accidentally hits Ruby Riot with an elbow. And you see Ruby Riot's face go, no. Like, that's enough. What? She yeah, tags herself man. into the ring. Sarah Logan looks at her and goes, what? So obviously Ruby was like, no. Like, that's enough. I must have missed that shit. And she kicked the shit out of Brie. She gave her a receipt for it. There's a video in the Yep I Like Wrestling page. Yeah, it's great. You see Ruby Riot's face like, yeah, I'm fucking tired of you now. She's tough. We had it in House of Glory. She wrestled Sonya Strong. She's really tough. So this was like Bree's like fourth or fifth mistake and Ruby just finally gave her a receipt like, no bitch, tighten that shit up. Like, so when, yeah, She was gone for a long time, right? She was. Yeah, and the ring rust is still there. That's why. But now yeah. she's hurting that's people. That's yeah, the problem. That's not good. So that's Ruby good. definitely said, you know what? I think I, I believe, in my opinion, I don't, I, I don't know, because you know I'm not there. I can't say what I don't know, but I'm thinking that, you know, wrestling like um, you, like when I had got incarcerated, and then when I came out that same week, I had a wrestling match, and I didn't wrestle in like a long time because I was locked up. Okay, but I felt like I didn't lose a step. Like I felt like once you know how to wrestle, like you go in there, and it's just like everything comes back, right? So I just feel like um, she probably thought that she probably didn't even get a lot of training in, and she just went right in there, and then thinking that it was just gonna go flow with it. But uh, I mean, were you? St- but you were still in shape, and you kept on. Doing- I was, no, I was actually. I, mean, I was. Were you? N- I was. I was. I was. You know, when you go to jail and you come out, you come out. Diesel. Yeah. Uh, so I came out like a. I looked like a. Me- I was like a different person. I was. I went in like a hundred and. 40 pounds It came out like 180 Just solid muscle Okay You know what I'm saying So it was a whole different thing But you were Remaining active And still working out And still I mean you weren't doing The type of No running exor- Yeah it exercise. Just exercise. It was More pull ups Weights yeah. and stuff like that But like She was pregnant She gave birth Yeah yeah I mean That's a fact That that body Yeah is, no no You is, got it You're right You're is, right. is going through Yeah of major change Absolutely By by comparison to you Yeah no no where, Yeah yeah no no I agree I So totally it's like agree. I mean listen I'm not giving her a pass I mean yeah. I mean, maybe I, her vagina's a little looser But she should oh, not be sh- kicking people in the face Sonny For heaven's sake If I actually like Liv Morgan I'd be upset right now Like she kicked the poor girl square in the face Well you know It's how not I like feel. she kicked Ruby Riot And we wouldn't have noticed Because let me face it You know oh. Who knows But poor Liv Morgan She's like 12 years old Like come on Brie Get it together Alright but you know what Here's the thing Because Brian, you may not know this, but Teddy likes to give Ruby Wright a lot of shit. I don't even know what you're talking about, Sonny. I but love I will Wright. say I this. Ruby Wright is... She's talented. Talented? Absolutely. And now that I want to go back and watch that video, I got a lot of respect for her because she's giving that receipt. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially someone who's, you know... I would like to see it because, you know, I don't watch wrestling because I, I know that in wrestling, especially if you Ruby Wright and you wrestling against Beller, 
I don't think that you will try to give Bella receipt because yeah, I'll be on the next couple of shows. Yeah, because she's whole, a top and she's a top dog. Like, yeah, when it comes to the females, exactly. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the whole total diva shit. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be like real professional because you know there's certain people in the industry that you can't give receipts to, especially yeah. if they didn't do it un- intentionally. I don't yeah. think she did it intentionally. Yeah, but I think that if you give her a receipt, then you know you're gonna get in trouble in the back. Yeah, I mean that's for sure. She, she probably, she there's probably certain did. people. Yeah, there's certain people that. It doesn't matter. You, you, I mean, they they basically in the good. This is it, right? Pause as he checks out the video. Oh, hold on. Let me rewind that. <laughs> so while you check out the video, I got a quick question for Teddy. Yes. Now that you've seen that Ruby is giving the receipt to Abella. Yes. Are you now going to root for Ruby Riot? I've always rooted for Ruby Riot. You I heard what you're talking about. I've always liked her. I like her and I've always liked her. <laughs> and Tara will back me up. Yes, I've always liked Ruby Riot. Yeah. Always have. Always will. When Tara comes back, I'm going to ask her. Anyone who kicks a Bella is, <laughs> is aces in my book. The views and opinions expressed by Teddy are his and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of your ballet classmate. You're the worst. <laughs> but I'll allow it. Oh, no, <laughs> that wasn't a receipt. She All kicked right. her. All right, no. She, she fake kicked her. I'm going to show you something. Oh, oh wait. Watch this, watch this. Look, I'm going to show you guys. We're having a dispute. All right. You see how they both build each other? That means when they went over the match, there was a miscommunication. So she thought she had to elbow her, or she thought she had to elbow her. So it was a miscommunication, so they both threw the elbow, right? So when she comes in the ring, right, she, she, tells, her, she tells her to come in the ring. Look at, look, at, look, look at Bella. She tells her something right there, right? Then look what happens. Look how she smacks her thigh. Whoop, that's not a receipt. She hit it right in the arm. Ah. It's not, you know, if she would hit in the face, that's a receipt. Boop, she hit her right in the shoulder. She didn't even hit her hard. She smacked her thigh, and she didn't even touch her. Like you ah. know what I'm saying? You you try to go give a receipt to this girl. Let's see if you are gonna have a job the next day. Ah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Me knowing wrestling and WWE the way they are, they are. Trust me, dude. We no, look at you as an expert right now, bro. She just tapped her. You know what I mean? She just hit her shoulder. She would have kicked in her face or something. She, that girl would have got fired the next day. Not fired, or they would party. You know, it's politics. So it's just like you know, somebody like Bella is so over. If somebody didn't do it intentionally, only in the indies people will give a receipt, right? Because if you in the in the big time and you making a lot of money and somebody hits you by mistake and you think that you're gonna go and hit them back. You have a problem. You know well, what I mean? Brock Lesnar did it to Braun Strowman. I don't know. Right, you just you just said Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So yeah. you can't compare that to so anybody else. one who was off his timing and someone yeah. just. Yeah. No, Brock yeah. Lesnar. He doesn't give up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a different kind of animal. You know what I mean? You could fire him tomorrow. He's going to UFC. It doesn't even matter. Did you ever see that match? When no, I didn't. I haven't seen wrestling so, in a long time. So um, Braun Strowman was basically he was a little excited. Okay. Did something to uh, Brock. I, I forgot exactly what it was, and Brock gave him. A right hook to the side. He has to wake him up. And to his face. And then you could hear him say something like, yo, slow the fuck down. Yeah. And after that, I remember for a good five minutes of that match, Braun Strowman had that look of, you know, yeah. you ever get hit by your mom? Yeah. And you just kind of like. like a confused <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. Like that. Oh, shit, I got to behave. Yeah, yeah. you got yeah, you to Especially with Brock Lesnar. He's not playing. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we go in the back and we're going to handle it different. Like, Strowman's a big dude. Like, I've seen, like, videos and stuff with him. But, yes. you know, Brock Lesnar, he's a, he's a fighter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So oh, it's just like, if you stiffen him or you messing up the spot. You could, those are the two ways you get a receipt. If you stiffen the person hard, or if you're forgetting the spot, then they'll stiff you, or yeah. they'll give you a receipt or something. You know what yes. I mean? But it usually doesn't happen in WWE because that's a big business. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like you have millions of views. So, and, and it's, so, it's so crazy because if, if you receive somebody and it be the wrong person, you're not going to have a job. Yeah. They will straight fire you, or they'll leave you home for a long time. It's that petty. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's kind of crazy. I mean, that whole corporate structure is, is really difficult to maneuver. And Yeah, uh, it depends you know. who you are. Like this guy right here, this guy would never get fired. Triple H loves that guy right there. Yeah, Finn Balor. I, you know, you know, and wrestlers. Oh, shout you know, out to Finn Balor. That guy, that guy ain't going nowhere. That, he's like one of the Triple H top guys. He got a job forever, I believe. Unless he does something crazy. Yeah. So, moving down the card, there was some other stuff that that went on. So, they do a lot of stuff for charity. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and they do the Connors Cure for pediatric cancer, which is highly commendable. Got a, not, a lot of respect for them. It's it's a great charity. It's just there's something about the timing of certain things that they do. So it's kind of cure. You yeah. know, they brought out two kids. They honored them. Then they also had a gentleman that came out with a $200,000 check for the charity. It was a great moment. Right after that moment, you had Connor from The Ascension yes. taking on um, Chad Gable. Chad. And it just... It, it's kind of weird to have Connor's cure with a C, and then right after that, a match with Connor from the Ascension with a K. It just—it was something that I was like, "What was the thought put behind that yeah. to put think, them back to it, back?" I don't think there was much thought about it. They were it, just running it down, and yeah, it just—they basically do whatever they want. No one. But I, I recommend WWE. But oh, if you think about it, all big sports companies and stuff like that—they always do charities. They always do stuff. Oh like yeah, this. no, the you charities like, is not the issue. It's just the fact that you put on a wrestler with the same name as the yeah. kid that you're honoring. Right after, like I think they wrote it on the chalkboard backstage, probably. but no one said it out loud. Connor's cure. Connor goes Chad Gable. Like they didn't. They didn't hear I, it. I don't know. As a sound he, I don't know who's Connor. Or I don't know who's Chad. He's Gable. one half of a tag team called the Ascension, who was supposed to be kind of like a demolition, Legion of Doom esque yeah. type. Oh, I think I see a video of them. Yeah. Before. Well, I will say this: he's very impressive as a singles competitor. I think perhaps the key may be getting rid of Victor. He looks good as a singles match against Chad Gable. Well, I mean, even as a tag team, they're better than what they are. They're just being treated as uh, local competitors that travel. So, I mean, I think maybe sometimes what he just said, that's what happens. They try stuff out and um, it may be, they see if it works. That may be the best thing for him if he splits from Victor. and Because uh, he's a big corn-fed stud himself. And he was able to hang with Chad Gable. And Chad Gable does this amazing Northern Lights suplex. On men like twice his size. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like he's like a mini Kurt Angle. Yeah. Oh, wait, he got long hair. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Chad yeah. Gable was like a mini Kurt Angle. It's crazy how yeah. how I mean that dude is really strong as hell because he just lifts yeah. people like nothing. For an undercard match, it was quite impressive. No, no, it was a great match. I mean, I, I give I give them props. It's just the placing of that match just struck me as odd. But you know. Moving down the line, we had um, tag team match between Dolph Ziggler and Mac Andrew McIntyre taking on the Revival. Uh, decent match, mm-hmm. you know. Always um, is with the Revival. Always yeah, is without question. Drew McIntyre is the future of WWE. Yo, dude, that guy's a superstar. There's there's a thing about him, like, uh, well, okay, for you, but but I will say he has kind of like that it factor that they always talk about those really big stars that having I had him in House of Glory before no I remember that, I, as a matter of fact the, the show that I went to yeah. one of the shows I went to was when you guys had him there yeah and and he was he really his presence too yeah like, um, it's crazy cause um I met him a year be- prior to that. He was, uh, remember, he was the Evolve champion. That's right. That's right? right. So when Evolve was running in Brooklyn, he walked through the doors and he had that presence with him. You know, some people got that presence that they, yeah. they look like a star, right? So that energy. So when he walked in, I, everybody immediately was just looking at him and he had that presence. You know what I mean? And 
and I seen him wrestle um, a couple of times before that, prior that to in WWE. But when I see him wrestle that night, he wrestled uh, uh, Roger Strong. Mm-hmm. Wow! So like a monster. That so this leads to Great a question match. I have for you: wrestlers that tend to possibly go straight into WWE, go to their performance center, and then go into the main roster, and then say not work out. Then a lot of them go into the indie scene, and it's almost like. You know, before you used to have them do the indie scene first before they were going to a big company like WWE. Mm-hmm. Now you have a lot of guys that are kind of like doing the opposite. They're kind of getting a feel for it. Then they're realizing, all right, I need to go back to basics and do the indie circuit. And do you, do you see that happening a lot more now than ever before? Uh, first and foremost, WWE likes to build their guys. As in, even if usually when you get signed, even from like an independent, they want to grab you and mold you, even if you have a fan base. So if you notice a lot of times that a character will be so over in the indies and when they go to WWE, they're not over no more. It's like something happens and they just die down. It's like the character got messed up or something like that. So um, I think, you know, what Drew McIntyre, that doesn't happen a lot. Only happened only to like him that I could think of him, Cody Rhodes, and uh, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Cody Rhodes is unbelievable. So it's just like usually what happens when you leave WWE is just like downhill. You know what I mean? Especially when they created you. you know yeah. I mean? When you come from there, a lot of times it's like nothing happens. You know what I mean? These there's certain guys like Cody's and the and the Drew that come to the Indies and they basically take over. And the reason for that is because now they could be able to show their wrestling skills. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But but I don't remember him being as good before in WWE. Who's that? Like, uh, Drew McIntyre. That, that's what I'm saying. They made it. He has to do what they what they have. They you didn't see how he wrestled when he was in Indies. Yeah, no, I saw that. But he was I not doing that in WWE. But I wasn't sure if that was something that he was picking up while he was paying his dues. Of course not. No, so he of was. He, so he was always. He was he always, was always that like that. If, uh, gotcha. if when when I met him in Evolve, he just got released. Remember when he got released, he got he became the. Uh, oh, that's right. Adventure. It was like immediately he became the Evolve champion. Oh, okay, I, I was right. going so, on for the time. Man. So right. that's so that's when I first seen him. So when I first seen him, he wrestled Roderick Strong. I'm like, I don't remember this Drew. I don't remember hit this guy in WWE. This is a, a completely different guy. You know what I'm saying? His uh-huh, whole wrestling okay. skills, everything. Like he was more stiff, and you know everything was just really good. You know what I mean? So I, I, at first I was thinking maybe it was because of Roderick Strong, because Roderick Strong is a great wrestler. Yeah. So, but then when I seen them different matches, I'm like, this guy is amazing. You know what I mean? So it's just like sometimes that's a good thing because now you go to the indies, and now when you come back, look what the position he's in now. They would not let that man go. He's gonna be the world champion. Okay. That's a that's a for sure fact. Right. He's he's more confident now. I think you know when you when you come from the WWE, you have to act a certain way. That was I mean? that, that was the. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing that I've noticed when he came back. I mean, we had a conversation about it a while back where, you know, he's seen a more complete version. Yes. Of himself, of, of himself, than, himself than, than of than of what he was before. Of course, he was like yeah. the the Hunter Hearst Hemsley guy. You remember that in WWE how he, they had him. For when he first came in Like he had, he was like His whole gimmick Was like how Vince had him And he's like He's gonna be a future World champion And he was just like I just I felt like his character Was not the same As Hunter Hearst Hemsley But it was similar to that You know but what, what was so funny Was that And we've had conversations Me and Teddy Have had conversations About this In the past Where I'm actually Kind of leaning towards that You know Agreeing with you Is that when They don't have Something for you They make you funny Cause then he became Three man band With gender <sighs> 
They just be making stuff up. Heath Slater. And Heath Slater, yeah. How was that? Not good? It was it was it was a comedy act. Okay. Yeah. But now he's like a different human being. Yeah, now he's like, he now comes he, in and he's confident and he's his own man. He's his own person. He's not like, you know, the way he was before. He could be himself. I feel like he should be accelerated to be himself a little bit by himself a little bit sooner than later because right now they having him yeah but this but him and and and, and Dolph is like uh him and Dolph is, is is that's a good decision right there in my part oh no no it's a it's a good decision but they, it was they don't just, know what to do with Ziggler yeah like, well, that's you know what a, I mean? that's a major so, thing too exactly and and you know you know for most people they look at Ziggler and they, and he reminds them a little bit of Shawn Michaels can yeah. we agree on that? Yeah, which I, I kinda, I'm just all right, but this is what yeah. I'm saying. All right, so even if we don't like it or not, but we, he does remind us of Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. So and then you grab a guy like Drew, and that's why people compare them to the Kevin Nash and the Shawn Michaels, right? So you know, and that worked at that time. That really worked with them too. You know what I mean? So and you know, it works a lot in wrestling when they always put the little person with the big person. That works a lot. You know what I mean, even with the girl that was the world champion, the woman's world champion, and then she had the the big girl with her. Oh, you talking about with uh, Alexa Bliss, and then she had Nia Jax. Rock yeah, with you see how she was small and big. Yeah, that yeah, works yeah. a lot in wrestling. You know yeah, no, mean? yeah, no, so, I get it. So that's what they're doing with these guys. And for me, these guys is better wrestlers than Shawn Michaels. And these, even though Shawn Michaels is one of my favorite wrestlers, but these two together is like they they both really good wrestlers. Yeah, no, I got you. I just I just feel like they're they're trying to do the Shawn Michaels and and Diesel again, but why go to the well so much? Is it's they they do so much copy and paste yeah that it it becomes a little redundant that I'm just like ah oh, really Jesus that's again? why I don't watch WWE no more yeah and I, at the end of the day it's like they for me it's like they look at us like what you gonna do we're gonna do whatever we want and y'all gonna keep watching because yeah. a lot of fans get mad and they write stuff on social media like yo we tired of this and it's just like they keep doing it and they keep doing it and they keep doing it and sometimes people some people are just be like I'm done with this I'm gonna go look at the indies or something like that well that's I think that's why the indies has gotten such a a big boost because you guys have you know you and a lot of and like Ring of Honor and a lot of other organizations have raised the the level of what the indies are yeah, yeah, but at the same time, WWE is not worried about that. What WWE is worried about now is all in. Oh yeah, that's what they're worried about now. All if right. those guys stick together and they keep doing all in, they're gonna surpass Ring of Honor and Impact fast. I, I definitely agree with that, and I think it's a big part of it is the fact that they have like that ground roots house show aspect of it that's really strong. And they got the, the top guys in the whole... No, no, yeah, but, but it's also... I never felt that WCW was ever a threat to WWE or WWF at the time because of the fact that the business structure that they had, WWE, I mean, WCW was more about the TV, whereas WWE was about the the, the house shows and, and the non-TV stuff. So it was like, that was their base. So when you have that strong base of, you know, like, think of it as, as ha- having a company that's an online business with a, a very strong offline component to it. Hmm. If you have that strong offline component, I feel like you'll always be able to survive as long as you're able to get your online component on point at some, you know, yeah. at, at Vince some Yeah, was time. always ahead of his time. Yeah. That's why he's still here. Just genius. Yeah, yeah. But um, moving on down the line, uh, we had a, a indie favorite. I always thought this dude was a cool dude. We had Leo Rush, who's now with Bobby Lashley. He's his mouthpiece. 
And he was uh, they did a thing with Elias where they chased him around the ring, him and Kevin Owens. You know, a.k.a. Kevin Steen. Yeah, my boy. What'd you think of that? I hate Leo Rush. Ah, I'm getting a high five from our guest host here. Um, <laughs> no, I don't hate of, Leo. Those of you uh, familiar with the page, please go vote who wore the hat better, myself or one Leo Rush. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. All I'm saying is there's one right answer and there's one wrong one. <laughs> and the, the right answer is is Leo Rush. Oh, please, wow. Sonny. Leo, Leo Rush is a great talent. Yeah, yeah, and he wears a good hat. I just he's feel a, like I just feel like that character that he's doing is like uh, I don't I don't know I don't think it goes with him. <laughs> oh I seen that before. Yes, that's me. Oh, okay. and that's Leo Rush wow. pretending yeah. to be me. Yeah, wow. it's a pale comparison. <laughs> now you see the hat. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the stuff that he's doing now is like it's being forced. Like he's forced. Oh no, that's just definitely forced. Yeah, he's forcing it. Like it's <laughs> not like natural. Thing. Yeah. Too. It's definitely forced. I mean, I, I yeah, don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not natural. Like, um, you know, it, it really um, reminds me of uh, Ken Broadway. He wrestled Ken Broadway a couple of times at our show, and it, I feel like he basically took some of his stuff and went to WWE with it. And Ken, it, it's like the way he moves is just this kid's a natural, and this guy is like forcing it with the jewelry and like money yeah. and like that's I don't know. That's they just my need opinion. Him to give. Bobby Lashley a personality so it's yeah, doing it. he does have personality yeah, absolutely yeah I think yeah. with him being with Lashley is, is gonna work I mean it does work yeah. Bobby Lashley needs a bottom and Leo Rush seems to be filling in <laughs> that Christ. very quite well but moving on <laughs> I mean look at the two of them we both know who the bottom of that couple is anywho the, the views and opinions expressed by Teddy are his and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Apollo Wrestling oh come on <laughs> yeah what I got myself into I didn't know this was gonna be like this Leo, Leo Rush is a tough girl he I, can handle it I tell you Teddy was crazy Anyway, Nia Jax <laughs> took on Alicia Fox. And that was the thing. That was the thing. Now, here's the thing that got me, right? Okay. First of all, the match was garbage, so fuck the match. All right. Do you remember back in the day, and I want to say it was Survivor Series 1988. I know Kevin Wood is somewhere cringing because I may have gotten the date wrong. Okay. But Miss Elizabeth came out twice, and she came out in two different outfits. I want to say that was Survivor Series where she did that because she was managing maybe Hogan and Savage or someone else. She came out twice. Alicia Fox did the same thing. Think back. When was the last time you saw someone come out twice? And then that person's Alicia Fox. I just thought it was really weird. Like, what? Because she came out with Jinder Mahal. And then she yeah, came out right. again in a second different outfit to wrestle Nia Jax. I said, wow. I mean, I mean, dude, she wasn't going to wrestle in the shit that she was wearing before. It, it, it looked just, like some shit she would have won to the fucking Emmys or Grammys and shit. True. It's just something that threw me back like, oh, wow. Like, I haven't seen that since the 80s. But in any event, yes, Nia Jax took on Alicia Fox. And obviously, she won. So, which leads us to the main event of the match, which I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. It no. was the Shield taking on the acting general manager, Baron Corbin, and the AOP with Drake Maverick at ringside. But okay. Razor yes. got a future ahead of him. That's the one you were talking about before. Yeah, because they put him in the ring with Roman. Yes. And they had a face-off moment. Yes. And that moment. Yes. Definitely. Yes. All right, will you stop saying yes? <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. You always say I never agree with you. I'm agreeing with you. But just talk slower and deepen your voice, please. Go ahead. Go. So anyway. <laughs> What I was trying to say was... Yeah. <laughs> Razor and Roman were staring at each other, yes. Anytime I've seen a, um, a wrestler in that spot where they're putting a face-off against a top guy, that means they're trying to see something. 
and I feel like that was them to see what the barometer is, and I feel like he showed, man. Like that that face off, it lasted for a second. It visually looked good, and yes. <laughs> fucking guys, <laughs> it looked good, Sonny. It you see what good. I deal with every week, yeah. bro. I'm Fuck. agreeing. This one, I get agree. The, Any other employee who agrees with his boss is commended, but I'm getting shit over here. I'm agreeing with you. It looks good. This is I the forty third um, episode. What do you guys <laughs> think about uh, Roman Reigns? He's doing it again, Sonny. He doesn't realize what he's saying. Oh God! You said Ricochet before. Now you're saying Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, no, I forgot about. It. I didn't know you were gonna say that. <laughs> All right, let's continue. You saying? Trying well, to control myself. I'll, I'll answer your question in in the proper way. The fact that they've kept them with the same everything, it is, tells it, you that they like we're gonna do whatever we want, and you're yeah. gonna keep watching. It also relates to why I like wrestling. Um, wrestling is the only form of entertainment. Where you have to antagonize your fans as much as you entertain your fans. And it's something that I've always respected and always had an appreciation for. And yes, you're going to call me old, but it's the same shit that Andy Kaufman used to do. Who also had a nice little relationship with wrestling back in the day. You know, it's a thing where it's, it's about crowd reactions. It's about crowd psychology. It's about messing with the with doing different things that... that can I be honest we with you? Create a response. I don't want to cut cut you off. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. We've been watching all party, all three of us been watching wrestling for so many years. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching wrestling since I was four years old. I never in wrestling, me watching wrestling, never met someone that WWE is pushing so much that the crowd doesn't agree with it. The crowd is booing you, booing you, booing you, booing you, and they still pushing him. John Cena was over in the beginning. Yeah. He was over big time. And to this day, he goes to certain places and he's still over. John oh, Cena yeah. was over. He sells so much merchandise, but he was a, like, he, people loved him with the whole hip hop thing. Like, when he started doing that, it was over. I feel like Roman Reigns was never over. They always booed oh, him when nah, he became nah. singles. He, no, he was over. You know when, you know what, you know what killed his push? What killed his push was when he came out as number 30 when Daniel Bryan was supposed to come out for that Royal Rumble. And, and, uh, it was about five years ago? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't watch wrestling the way I should be, no, but, no, no, but I, I, every, yeah. time I, every time I watch it, they boo him. Yeah. No, every oh, time. Yeah. No, now, yeah. They boo him all the fucking time. Jealousy. But the thing was... <laughs> but the thing is that <laughs> they boo him because... They, it's it's a lot of it is because of with him it's always been timing. They you know he was over and then the fans wanted Daniel Bryan to come out. Daniel Bryan didn't come out for that one. Do you and really think? And that, and that was when. Are you had, believing that they booing him because Daniel Bryan didn't come no, no, out? No 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 no. That's when it started. No, see, thing is that with with Roman Reigns it became a snowball effect because mm. it was like every time. They, they could have went right or left. They said, nah, we're going to keep it the same. And that's and, it, and increasingly over time has pissed off the fans more and more to now it's like everybody boos him. Like, remember, there was a time when his crowd reaction was similar to John Cena. Yes, was, young kids. Was, I agree. Yeah, but now it's everybody. everybody. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is that that's why they keep on doing things like bringing the shield back for now the third time let's, to try and try get him over. Absolutely, and it's not going to yeah. work. No, no. Fans don't want him. Fans All don't. I will say is this. I'm going to slightly disagree with our guest host, and then we're going to move on because I'm tired of you bad-mouthing Roman Reigns in my presence. All I would say is this. At one point in time, they booed The Rock 
just like this. And then he went on to become the you most electrifying comparing man. Comparing him to the Go to his rock. very first matches. Die, Rocky, die. Yo, dude, Rocky Maivia was trash, bro. Die, Rocky, die. Hold on. Rocky Maivia was trash, though. And look what happened. He became Hold the on. rock. All I'm saying is, it can happen. They can hate you and then love you. Hold on. At this point with Roman. I don't know if they I will can agree on that. Uh, all right, I want to hear Brian's reaction while I drink my beer because this is gonna be good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just threw me off that he just said that. Do you not remember when they used to be Rocky? I Rocky remember. I, I, was I, trash, I, I remember when he was a heel and they oh, booed him because he was his job. They were saying, "Die, Rocky, die." Now, do you yeah. remember when he left the WWE? How hot he was? No, so, I don't remember. You don't remember that? No. I um, I remember the Rock. You know, uh, what happened with me was. Once ECW came out, oh, yeah. I, I like turned my back on WWE completely. Like you know, I, I used to watch it once in the blue, but once ECW came out, like everything I was focused on. Shout and that out was to that, Paul Heyman. And that was like one of that was around that time you talking about with the Rocky. I was a fan of Rocky, the Rock. You know what I mean? But then um, so that was the same time when like ECW was coming up, and I just started focusing on that. Well, there was a moment when Steve Austin was the top guy, and then he abruptly left because he didn't want to play in the sandbox with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and the next person was The Rock. <laughs> and they gave him Steve Austin's ball, and he took it, and he became the top guy, and yeah. the fans loved him. Absolutely. Which is why he can go make millions of dollars in movies and come back at any time and still get that reaction. Oh, yeah, that's just, So that, that, there's that, a that chance for fun. Roman, perhaps. But I, I am I tired of them shoving him down my throat. Yeah, yeah. Like there, there, there's still a chance for him, but oh God. I don't see it. I don't see it happening, bro. There's, there's I, th- a, I think that I think that if if I seen that, I'd be like, you know what? Because I, I I feel like I know wrestling that way. We all, all three know wrestling. I just feel like you know I, I can't see it. I think that well, they me, they mess. So. I'm I'm saying that I feel like they they messing it up. Oh, they oh, they absolutely messing they, it up. But yeah, it's not, but it's not, it's not just them though. It's yeah. also him. Yeah. He's not getting himself over because so like I, th- I think he just doesn't you know him there, there was a Vince thing. doesn't care he doesn't care yeah. he's like we're gonna do whatever we want it's to me when 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 it comes to performers I feel like a lot of performers don't understand the word nuance and and I mean that in the sense of like little things matter so like Absolutely. so like say for instance it was one match that he did. That you know his his one of his finishing finishers is the Superman punch. Yeah. So every time he does a Superman punch, he cocks his arm, chill yes. steady. <laughs> so you giving him the alley hoop. No, no, no. Like, you, but the thing is, there's no other word around it. That's the thing. That's the problem. And it's like, anyway. you know how to get Roman Ro- uh, Roman Reigns he, over? He did it he, to. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, to turn him heel at the right time, at the perfect situation. But right now, I'm here no, for it. I'd love if, to see if that. he turns heel at the right time, at the right per, per, like, like if he turns heel on somebody and, and does it the right way, he'll be the biggest heel there, there there is. I wrote that in my notes, Sonny. It says, "Why doesn't the Shield ever turn on Seth?" Now, if he were to turn on Seth Rollins, I think he would actually yes, I agree. finally get a cheer every now and then. Yeah. Actually, you know what? People will love him. If he turns heel that way, I guess that's, uh, they'll go crazy. Book it, Roger, if you're listening. Actually, better than that, if Roman and Dean turn heel Book and it. turns on Seth, I think that would make it, it. That would, I think that would be more ex- unexpected than... They owe him too, so Bucky, yeah. go for it. I think that, I can see that. Yeah. I could see that happening too. Cause Seth is so over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking crazy queen. <laughs> Shall we move on to SmackDown? Oh yeah, that's another person you can't stand. It's fucking crazy queen. <laughs> so moving on to SmackDown, um, there was a couple of things I really want to touch on SmackDown in general that we're going to get to. But I have a, a quick question for Brian. 
What's up, bro? Um, why don't we see show segments on the indie scene? Wait a minute. Like you know how remember like Roddy like Roddy Piper had Piper's Pit. Mm-hmm. Um, Voodoo's Barber Beefcake had you know the barbershop. I don't feel like I see stuff like that on the indie scene, dude. Like, can I, can I tell you something? Yeah, it's probably because you're not paying attention to House of Glory. You guys have a you guys have a, a TV show segment like that? Of course we do. We just started it. We just started though. Ah, all right. So that's why I didn't see it. I, yeah. So, so what you saying? Because the last, because I couldn't make it to the to the last show. Yeah, but we right. did we did it on this show in August too. No, that um, well, the last two shows. I mean, because um, it's it, called Richie's Way. Ah, uh, all right. This kid is like the future. This is him right here. Ah. Yeah, this kid is the future. He's talented. He's our student. He's been with us for a long time. We trained him, and um, and what you're saying. This is what we all discovered a long time ago That there's no Piper's Pit There's no none of that And that's okay. wide open for somebody to come in and, and do what they gotta do And he's perfect for that position And this and you're gonna, he's gonna be doing his segment on the next uh, all, all the shows That's his new thing Look, this is him right here And the next show Just so that we could just annou- do a quick announcement Is on Friday, October 5th House of Glory returns to the NYC Arena in Queens, New York With Extreme Warfare uh, NYC Arena is in Queens, located at 91-12-144th place, Queens, New York. Zip code is 11435. And uh, main event is Sammy Callahan versus Bully Ray. And you still have more uh, matches to be announced, right? Yeah, yeah. We're doing uh, Sonya Strong versus uh, Kimberly. Oh, uh, yeah. Sonya's been doing her thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have uh, LAX versus uh, Rich Swan and... ACH Oh man Dude that That's looking like A sick lineup man Yeah man We got a couple of matches That we're announcing this The next two days good thing For indie wrestling Yeah 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 People out there We got a new New podcast going up About indie wrestling So this all ties in perfectly So yeah. I think this is a great time To end this episode Ask him to stick around Sonny Ask him to stick around you know Can you stick around For a little bit Absolutely Alright cool cool My Uber's 98 minutes away So I have nothing But time to waste <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright so uh, We're going to put a pin In this episode But we're going to be Coming out with Another episode Where we're going to Continue talking about Some WWTV And even more About House of Glory So stay tuned for that Awesome And um, See you in a minute Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. One all podcast platforms. Search Yep I Like Wrestling and follow us on all social media at Y E P I L W. Don't forget to follow House of Glory. Exactly. House Twitter, of Glory. Instagram H O G Wrestling. And also their website, H O G Wrestling.net. Yes. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out. Peace.